is Stuart Pink on Phoenix FM. You're listening to the 123 Show on Phoenix FM with me, Stuart Pink, and joining me on the show, a very special guest. Hello, Ella Wolf. Hi there. How are you today? Yes, I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Good. Not bad. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, now, we'll get on to your uh, fundraising campaign in a minute. Lots to talk about. But well, first, I want to hear a little bit about you. Uh, maybe think back a couple of years. Uh, what was going on for you? What was life like for Ella at the age of 22, 23? So I'm always pretty busy. I've got dogs, horses, work. So, yeah, just normal life and... Uh, I was I was on holiday sort of at the time of my first diagnosis and actually was so looking forward to getting back to my normality. I quite like it, really. <laughs> lots of travelling, lots of holidays and stuff? Yes, yeah, absolutely. I try and get away as much as I can and um, see, see as much of the world as I can. Oh, nice, nice. Your horse riding, did you say? Yes, yeah, I've got oh, three horses. Amazing, <laughs> amazing. Have you uh, ever done any trials or anything like that? A, a horse... Yeah, I used to compete all over Sport called Mountain Games. I used to compete all over the UK. So it's good fun, good childhood. Oh, wow. Excellent. So, obviously, uh, you said you mentioned holidays and stuff. You were in Cape Verde in 2018. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's when things started to get a little bit little bit difficult, a bit strange. Yeah. Um, I sort of noticed while I was away there was something not quite right with my um, right eye. Um and it just the vision was starting to go starting to go quite blurry. I wasn't wasn't sure what was happening. Um so yeah, obviously straight to the opticians when I when I got back off holiday. Mm. So you never had any vision problems before, suddenly you just find yourself with one eye a bit weird. Yeah, yeah, no, I've had twenty twenty vision, so it was very strange. And what did they what happened when you come back? What did they find? So I went to the opticians who couldn't get a picture of the back of my eye. Who, and then they sent me to the um, local hospital um, and then they sent me straight to Moorfields Eye Hospital in London um, where I saw my, my then-to-be surgeon, um, who was Dr Sagoo, who, who obviously knew exactly what it was and said that it was ocular cancer. Ocular cancer, you had a, a tumour in the actual eye itself? Yeah, in the eyeball, yeah. Blimey. And uh, this is an extremely uh, rare form of of cancer am i right yeah um i think it's six in a million six in a million blimey yeah and what's the what was the prognosis at that point so i had to then have my eye removed the the tumor was too big to do any treatment on it so it was sort of straight to removing the eye to be honest um and you know we thought that that would then be it but we were we were wrong (laughs) Yeah, oh, blimey. So, that, I mean, that was a whirlwind in itself, even just that. It must have all happened absolutely. so fast. Yeah, absolutely. And what, after that, uh, I feel it gets uh, even even worse. Yeah, I mean, we then had to do, I sort of went for surveillance scans, and I thought it was all very normal. Um, and I had my first six-monthly one, which was okay, and then after the second one, so at the year mark, um, was when they discovered something on my liver. Um, which was what they were looking out for was the liver. They they know that if it goes anywhere, it goes to the liver from ocular cancer, but they they don't know why. So that's what they were looking for was the liver. Yeah, that's a strange jump to go from an eyeball to a Mm. liver. Very weird. That's even more rare, is it? Um, Yeah, people, you get sort of 
graded they send the tumor off to be to be graded um and normally about 50 percent will get progression so then i guess it's three in a million yeah oh my god so from that point i mean obviously there's there's some stuff they can do it's it's a with not many people having had it it must be a a pretty rare and and complicated process yeah i mean it's incurable they know at that stage it's incurable um but they they try different types of treatment to sort of hold hold back hold it back and Mm. and control the tumors um so we tried a couple at the beginning of this year two different types of immunotherapies um neither of which worked and have you been been doing on on that sort of stuff that's pretty rough process yeah yeah i mean it's a difficult one because they say sort of from diagnosis they give you six months if untreated and obviously i've had two treatments that haven't worked and i'm now uh 14 months post diagnosis um of it returning Mm. um so the, the first two treatments i was quite poorly with side effects um but nothing worked and they they have just continued growing since since september last year so where are we now i understand there's there's some uh experimental treatment they can they can try you on yeah so there is a a new type of treatment it's called uh it's called delcaf um and it is a uh sort of clinical trial treatment um and it's liver directed chemotherapy um and that is sort of what we are doing now that's the the plan c as such Mm, plan c plan c yeah we got to plan c so what um what does that involve directly administer it to the liver yeah so they sort of tube up through your veins and your arteries and directly administer the chemo to your liver and then they take the blood out drain it from all the chemotherapy and put it back in it sounds so easy it's not uh-huh, yeah, it's quite sure complex. It's <laughs> <laughs> and there's multiple sort of rounds to it, is there? Yeah, they say you can go up to eight times. Um, they don't really give you a time frame, um, as in how often they'll do it. It all depends on how your body reacts, but you can have it up to eight times, they think. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's so new that it's, it's not sort of set in stone because it's so new, but they think eight times is sort of the maximum that they would do it. Yeah, and you've have you already have you done it yet? One, I've had one. You've had one, and what was that like? Um, I was okay. I was a little bit sort of dazed and tired for a few weeks after. Um, yeah. Small amount of pain, but nothing, nothing major, which which surprised me because some people are really poorly from it. Mm. Yeah, and of course your experience of the first couple of different treatments must have made you a little ill and. and yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So this is obviously a rare, a rare case and a rare treatment as well. Not not available on the NHS. No, sadly, the NHS trial finished earlier on this year when uh, when COVID kicked off. So oh. we are having to pay for it privately. So there were trials in place. Um, yes. Before all this. Yeah, but now it's not. I think the majority of clinical trials stopped because of COVID. So um, yeah, now we're having to pay for it privately. And are you, in some way, living in a bit of a, a bit of a balance, really, hoping that they're not going to shut down? I mean, I've heard things that that obviously treatment they're trying to get everything done and carry on with, even with coronavirus. But it must be a sort of play on your mind a little. It could delay things. 
um, it won't be so bad now because we're private. If it was NHS, it would be a different story. But because we've had to go privately and we've had no choice on that, Mm. um, we're not so much at risk of them cancelling the treatment now. Yeah, oh, that's good. That's good. We can uh, we can move forward as long as we can pay for it. Is the main the main gist? Yeah, that's the next hurdle is paying for it. Yeah. <laughs> so this stuff isn't cheap. What's what's the uh, what's the going rate for this? If anyone fancies having a go, obviously uh, not yeah. not recommended. <laughs> Wouldn't recommend no. it. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's forty thousand pounds of treatment, and as I say, I need up to eight. Wow. So yeah, expensive. So you're forty forty grand down already. Another. <laughs> yeah fair fair chunk to go so yeah wow uh i'm sure a lot of people will be uh moved by your story uh we'll give them a minute to to get a pen uh and hopefully they'll they'll get there and and jot down we can find out how ella we can help you to uh to raise some of this money and help you out yeah absolutely we've we've set up a um a gofundme um, if you were to go onto Google and type in Ella's fight, go fund me. Um, it will uh, it will come up, and, and all donations sort of go straight into the fund. Ella's fight, go on the GoFundMe website. Yeah. And how much are we up? We're, we're a target of what? So we've uh, we've set a target of two hundred and forty thousand pounds, and we're currently at ninety thousand five hundred nineteen. So we've got another treatment in the in the kitty. We yeah. need another another six six waves of uh, of of treatment. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we need one hell of a big bucket and uh, some some good listeners getting involved. Uh, if they go to Ella's Fight on the GoFundMe website or Google Ella's Fight on on Google. Yeah. And we'll stick links all over the PhoenixFM.com website. Uh, hopefully, we can get get some people digging deep for you. Fabulous! Thank you so much. Now, I, I think you're an incredibly brave woman, Ella. Uh, you seem like the sort of strong person who has it in you to to defeat this. Obviously, you need a lot of help from people to raise such a huge amount of money, um, mm. and uh, hopefully, people will do that, and we can help you. Oh, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And then we'll get you back on here, and we'll have a nice big celebration when it's all done. When it's done and over, thank goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I think I'll need it. (laughs) (laughs) Ella, thanks for chatting to us. Wish you all the best, and uh, we'll see what we can we can help you with. Fabulous! Thank you, guys, for all your help. Hopefully, we'll we'll get you somewhere near where you need to be. Oh, that'd be lovely. Thank you so much for your help. Pleasure. Wish you all the best. Thank you. I'm sure we'll catch up soon. Big so. Thanks, Ella. Thanks then. Bye-bye. Phoenix 98FM. A very big thank you to Ella Wolf for coming on the show and talking so openly about her fight with cancer. Uh, she's just a normal, ordinary young woman suddenly thrust into uh, an incredibly difficult situation with an enormous treatment costs to try and raise money for. Uh, as you heard, you can get involved and help her do her fundraising uh, by searching the internet for Ella's Fight. Uh, it's on the GoFundMe website and there are already links up on the Phoenix FM website too if you go there. Uh, you can also listen again 
to our chat. Ella also has a Facebook page. If you search for Ella's Fight on Facebook, uh, there are loads and loads of raffles and prizes to be won. Uh, anything, loads of stuff on there. There's holidays in a motorhome, uh, signed football shirts, yes. Uh, beautiful, beautiful gift hampers, uh, just ideal for Christmas, uh, just, just saying. And loads, loads of stuff on there. So dig deep, let's see what we can do. PhoenixFM.com, all the links are there. Phoenix 98FM Go to com and listen to online guest interviews, check the events for your area and listen to great radio online. Hi, this is Stuart Pig. Thanks for listening to my podcast. This is just one episode. The podcast now features literally hundreds of guest interviews with fascinating people from every walk of life, ranging from the future stars of music, comedy icons, film stars, to community heroes, legends of rock, school kids, and 104-year-old chicken farmers. It's all going on, and you can hear it all at phoenixfm.com. Or if you subscribe to this podcast, just search for Now Your talking wherever you get your podcasts from phoenix 98 fm